Hello, everyone. So I stayed, I watched eight episodes in a row of Love is Blind season two. Um, and that took me up until like 2 a.m., which is very late for my grandma ass. And then I watched the following, or I watched episode nine and episode 10 the following day, which was the other day. I have a lot to say. Because if you watch this show, you will have a lot to say about it. Um, season one was a huge success. The couples fit. They made sense. They seemed so made for each other. Lauren and Cameron and Amber and Barnett. And then we got season two. So Love is Blind was just this worldwide phenomenon. There's now Love is Blind Brazil, which I've I watched half of half the episodes months ago. Apparently there's a love is blind Japan. Um, and so we had our expectations were through the roof for, for season two, because we saw what can happen out of these pods. And I don't know what is going on on Netflix's end. So how did y'all go from casting people who made sense and who vibed and had ever and who were just aligned, right? Who were aligned um, personality-wise, socioeconomic-wise, um, lifestyle-wise, whether they wanted to party, not party, drink, not drink, whatever. How were y'all able to get people who are aligned? in season one and then get people who shouldn't even be dating in season two. How did you get it so wrong? I was in shock. So I basically, I, I tuned into Love is Blind season two, could not wait, was like late to the party. I just watched it this week. I was late to the party, could not wait to get into it. I started watching it. I didn't see a single couple I was into. I didn't see a single couple I liked. The only pairing that made the most sense was Shayna and Shane. We all saw how that didn't pan out. And it's like, guess what? Why the hell? It's like when you see how Shayna and Shane both like to party, both like to have fun. They want to have sex every day, all day. I wanted the producers to just step in and say, guess what, Shane? You need to pick Shayna because she's gorgeous. You, you're going to vibe with her. Y'all are going to have a lot of fun. And But in reality, Shayna and Shane, it would just be a very lust-filled sexual relationship that would just blow up. Like those two people together long-term, it's not going to necessarily happen mostly because I don't believe that Shane is boy or sorry, is boyfriend or husband material. And I think um, Shayna, she kind of just likes to be a bit aggressive with um, just kind of how she interacts with guys and how she talks and she leads with her sexuality. And I just think that she needs to like tone down the way she presents herself because in the pod she sexualized herself to death and that was not the right approach you know natalie did the polar opposite and she got the ring so um hopefully shana could watch 
how she presented herself on the series and how she held back from saying like how she really feels and how she wants to be with Shane. Hopefully she could watch the show and say, you know what? I don't want to present myself in that way. I don't want to hold back and be so guarded. She could learn a lot of things, but love is blind season two. I was so furious that Shayna is Jessica from season one and Kyle is Mark from season one. Um, I was livid. I wrote a tweet in all caps because I was so incredibly upset about it. I don't know how they managed to find a another Jessica and Mark for season two. Well, don't do this to us. Fuck y'all casting directors for doing this shit to us. It's like, how about this? How about this for Love is Blind from this point forward? How about you have all attractive people or all unattractive people or all hot or sorry, or all tall women with all tall men? How about you stop taking a model and pairing her with someone whose ears are the size of my arms? How about y'all do that? And then they had these um, plus size girls on there. That's great, but why don't you have plus size men on there? It was like very uneven. The casting was so uneven and it was so infuriating for me to see another Jessica and Mark situation because with Jessica and Mark and with Shayna and Kyle, it's not fair to any one of those people that the people who cast people on these shows they're in some ways setting people up to fail and wasting people's time for our entertainment. We don't need it. We just don't. So I watched Love is Blind 2. By the third episode, I was completely all out. I didn't, there wasn't a single couple that I liked. And I said, I'm just going to watch episode 10 to see who gets married. But the show, the couples are so, so bad. They're the worst couples it's, I've never had a collection of couples that I've seen on a reality show where everybody was trashed together. So I, I said, you know what? I have to watch this train wreck. Like I was looking forward to just skipping to episode 10, but I was like, no, this is, this is so bad that I, I want to see, I want to see what happens. And I feel like I'm going to miss too many, too many things if I just skip to episode 10. So in this, um, pod or episode of the P Valley podcast. I'm going to just be talking about every couple. I'm that is what this review is going to be. I'm going to discuss, I'm going to give my two thoughts on every couple. That is it. I'm not going to walk y'all through as I already let you know, like quite a few times, I'm not walking y'all through what happened. I'm just letting you know my thoughts on these couples. So couple number one, and I'm going in chronological order of the finale. Couple number one is Danielle and Nick. Um, I am horrified, terrified, and disturbed by anyone who has Danielle's back. By anyone who says Danielle is not so bad. Okay, well, you're telling me everything I need to know about you because Danielle is so frightening just to, from like behind my screen, 
watching Danielle, um, I feel that a lot of men, basically, I don't like that Danielle represents what a lot of men think that a lot of women are or, or how they like to describe women as always needling, always nagging, always blowing up, always super suspicious and jealous and fighting and they can't make them happy. She embodies the worst of every man's, every straight man's fear. And she embodies what every woman hopes that she is not. We get all of it in just one person and one person who is beautiful. I think Danielle is beautiful. She doesn't think so. And, um, she is someone who is not suitable for a relationship with anyone. She just isn't. And so she should not be on a show to find a husband when she's not even ready to be a girlfriend. She's a disaster, a complete disaster. And then we have Nick. And I was fascinated. I was like, how is it that Danielle is able to create a fight out of every conversation that was fascinating to me. And that's part of why I watched all the episodes because I was like, how is it possible to just ruin everything every day? That is a talent. Danielle has a lot of talent. And then we get Nick and some people are saying Nick is, you know, he's not so great. He gets angry easily. Who wouldn't get upset easily when their fiance finds a way to ruin every single moment who wouldn't who wouldn't get upset so i was on nick's side they're just not a good pairing because nick is ocd he's anal and he's with a bitch whose friends break furniture by um dancing on the table he's with a girl who's very immature and he's just there super super serious uptight stick up his ass they're not a good pairing and I just think it's so fascinating when you see two grown adults who meet and just keep saying, this is my best friend. This is my best friend. This is my best friend. I want this to work, blah, blah, blah. And nobody should be that desperate. Nobody. Because Nick ain't happy. Danielle ain't happy. Y'all are just in love with the idea of being off the dating scene and being with someone and settling down. And that want and that desire to be a husband or to be a wife, it should never surpass um, never, it should never supersede your desire to be happy because with Nick and Danielle, they can't have both. They can't have the marriage and be happy. They have, to, it's either or with them because they're a joke, complete joke as a couple. And so people need to stop acting like being in this, like legally binding union is going to bring you happiness when you're not happy with the person that you're with. It was insane. I just, but thank you. Thank you, Danielle, for being um, completely off the handle at all times. I was entertained. I really didn't know where you were going with any conversation because I knew you were going to take it to a bad place. And I was fascinated to see how you were going to do that. So um, five stars like your reality TV gold and please somebody give them a show. Okay. <laughs> like I wouldn't mind if they got their own show, the Danielle Nick show, because I'd, I'd tune in at least a few episodes. Cause I, I, I don't understand how there are couples like this or people like this on this planet who just are so skilled at ruining everything. It's, it's, 
beyond me. Next, we got Deep D and Shake. Deeps. I'm going to call her Deeps because that's easier, um, which is what Shake calls her, which his name is what, Abishek or something? Um, anyway, somebody else said it, and so this is not my original thoughts, but somebody kept saying that Shake has a dad bod and Shake has a head full of gray hair. I co-signed that. Shake, um, I guess maybe because Shake is successful and is trying to have his own like um, vet veterinary hospital or whatever soon, I guess maybe that makes him think that he's superior to other people. But the problem with Shake is he has a raging inferiority complex and he only wants girls who are blonde and looks, I'm assuming, stereotypically hot. And if to validate himself, because he doesn't look, he's not the hottest, doesn't look very tall. And I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't, you know, if he has a little dick, because I get like extreme little dick energy from Shake. And so he wants to level up like in his mind and how he thinks others will view him by just being with a bad bitch, uh, a blonde, potentially bad bitch or whatever. And if that's really, truly what he wants, he should have never stepped outside of his comfort zone and um, met Deeps. And he met Deeps and he was so into Deeps when he met her at the reveal. And I think he was just happy to be like, oh my God, this is an actual Indian woman, something that he like has never dated before. And I think he should have just um, realized though that he don't want to, he doesn't want an Indian bitch. And if he wants an Indian bitch, like she needs to be at whatever standard of um, level of beauty that he deems worthy for him. So I'm very, very upset with the editors and producers of this, or I guess the editors, whoever is responsible for this shit. Fuck y'all for showing us multiple times and um, at least what, at least once or twice an episode, y'all showing us Shake say that he is not physically attracted to deeps. Now, the problem with this is that every woman wants to think that her partner or not her partner, sorry. Every woman wants to think that the people that they're interested they're interested in find them attractive. So what y'all did, what y'all messy editors did is you put a woman in a position on a series that is broadcast across 80 countries and you put her in a position where her self-esteem should be gone and nowhere like extinct at this point because you have her with someone who keeps saying that they are not attracted to her. That is so embarrassing and so hurtful and demeaning. And that's why y'all put it on the show. Fuck y'all for that. I watch this and I'm hurting and I'm in pain as I'm watching this. And but he's not shaking talking about me. He ain't never met me. He's not talking about me. Can you imagine 
being deeps and seeing this it i am so sad for what she has been through and and the thing is because shay kept saying she you know she's not um i'm not attracted to her i'm not attracted to her because he kept planting that seed every single time deeps was on the screen i would look at her i'd be like is she hot is she pretty do i think she's pretty do i think she's cute because that's all he spoke about it's like you it was such a distraction it's like she has a very big personality and she is a sweet girl you ain't attracted to her stop talking about your fucking connection and leave it alone because you kind of sort of have to fuck her especially if you want kids you kind of sort of have to fuck her at some point and you don't want to fuck her so leave her alone there's nothing to discuss with everybody else about how you have this connection and it's just possibly once in a lifetime guess what you had you had a friendship that was it if it was a true romantic connection you would also want to fuck her you'd want to fuck her brains out so you shake you're too grown to not understand how a relationship works so you've gone from bitches that were just it was lust um animalistic you guys fucked and then you have someone that you wouldn't even have sex with so you you do understand that you have to have both right you do understand that you got to have the bond and the friendship and the sex you can't it can't be either or find someone where you have both or shut the fuck up because you can't be doing this to somebody else yeah you're being you're being um you're having these private conversations but you're also having these private private conversations while wearing a microphone and having a fucking camera in your face so you know this shit was gonna fucking air you know it was gonna get back to her and you still said this shit time and time and time and time again and it's like you really really didn't like her because you didn't even want to hit you didn't even want to smash so then what the fuck were you doing if you stayed on the show for the optics to look like oh my god you just found an indian bitch and you're like a success story from the show you didn't want her so you didn't have to go through all these motions for so long and how dare you when she's saying all these happy things or great things about a, a gang married having kids the whole time the man like shake looks like he wants to jump from the the tallest building the nearest tall building like fuck you shake it's just it's so fucked up it's like how much is a man unattracted to you for him not to fuck you <laughs> For him to be like, let's be cuddle buddies in Mexico. Fuck you, shake. And how dare you put Nobu on the map like that? How dare you? You gave Nobu publicity in 80 fucking countries. And you didn't even cut a deal, get a cut a get a check, cut no fucking deal with these motherfuckers. Nobu, please write um shake a goddamn check because he's so fucking stupid and corny and superficial like cut his dumb ass a check i've been to nobu long ago early days been to nobu okay that shit is expensive i enjoyed it it's expensive it's just a fucking restaurant that you don't got a name drop he said he ain't going back to work until Monday. Ain't nobody at the fr the fucking wedding going back to work until Monday. What the fuck? The way that Shake was so happy that Deeps walked out, it was so disgusting. He's so fucking two-faced. Fuck 
shake. And I, again, he has mad little dick energy. One of his exes, please come out the from the, from wherever you're hiding and let us know what a, what a piece of shit boyfriend this asshole is. And then Deeps, like, she really looked beautiful on her wedding day. Deeps, you looked fucking great. And I think that you're going to do just fine. I, I really think she's just, she's going to do just fine in the relationship department. Because um, she's just great. And, and looks are not everything. It's like, you either find her attractive or you don't. And if you don't find her attractive, why is that a problem that you're making everybody else's problem by being in their face nonstop about how you don't find her attractive? That's your problem. Somebody else will leave her be so somebody else could fucking be with her and shout out to deeps i think that it cannot be overstated that what deep said about wanting somebody who wants her and choosing herself it was such an important message because we don't we don't get that the whole point and premise of these shows the whole goal of these dating shows is to find your life partner and Deeps let the world know that's not everything. It's not good to find a life partner who's not on the same page with you, whereas so many other bitches are desperate. You see it on every fucking show and they take whatever little crumbs come their way, whatever little guy comes their way, they're going to go ahead and go for it. And Deeps is like, nah, that's not what I'm about. You, he doesn't deserve me. We don't see women saying that enough. More women need to say that. Stop being so fucking desperate. They, these guys always know when you're desperate. And she sat there and said, he doesn't deserve me. And I did, I read the statement that her brother wrote about how the, her family has received all these great messages and they're thankful for their support and how um, Shake is a clown. And he said, her brother, Deep's brother said that um, Shake said a hell of comments about Deep's body on and off camera. So while I'm here sitting here slamming the editors, he said uh, he said a lot more that never aired. And what happened is Deep's co-stars um, they let her know what he said, and that's why she backed out. And it's just sad, you know. I just don't want anybody disrespecting me in that way. We none of us do, but look at what deeps has had to go through just for entertainment value the editors could have cut that but just for entertainment value she was on a show where a man said she's unattractive like at least half a dozen times out and i hope that she is okay i hope that this is not damaging her self-esteem because she is now what she said at the end was very iconic bitches don't be desperate choose yourself because you're not gonna be happy you're really not gonna be happy with a piece of shit like shake um so thank you deeps for shocking all of us and thank you for your uplifting and empowering message we don't see that on these dating shows we see a lot of bawling by the bitches because they're so desperate and want to be with someone but you were strong you didn't shed a tear and you let us know that you are worth more and you reminded viewers that they are worth more. So thank you for that. Goodness. I'm at 24 minutes. Like, what the hell? Like, God damn, I only talked about two couples yet. Okay, moving right along. Natalie 
and Shane. Natalie is the Asian girl. Shane is the white guy. So Natalie is very beautiful. And Natalie presented herself as pretty Puritan, conservative. I was like, this is not going to work. I was like, is she even going to fuck at all? Because then when they were at the hotel, she just seemed like not into him mentioning sex. And I was like, um, nah, Shane needs a Shayna. Shane needs someone who will ride him into the sunset five times a day. But then um, Shane said that him and Natalie, they was good in bed. And he said that if they recorded a sex tape, it would have sell, um, sold millions of copies. So I stan a woman who could present herself as a fucking virgin or sorry could present herself as a virgin essentially who you know she's the um she is the um and she really is the embodiment of lady in the streets freaking the sheets because in the streets she just seems like she wouldn't even know what sex is and apparently she's well versed so shout out to natalie um but shane Everybody is saying that he was on drugs at the wedding. First of all, Shane was holding his head down, acting weird and awkward at the wedding. His suit didn't seem to fit fit him properly. He was not sober, but I don't give a fuck about how he was at the wedding, really. His crazy eyes are something that I can never get into. The way how he laughs, he has this weird laugh and chuckle and smile that I think is ugly. Um, I just don't like his posture sucks. I don't like his voice at all. It's like pure nasal. He does nothing for me at all. And and Natalie is classy as fuck and articulate and poised. And she just wants to take care of a man. She just wants to be a good wife. And she just wants to be happy and respectful. Like Natalie was very annoying early on. And people were saying that they felt that Natalie was so annoying because Shane needs so much gassing up and reassuring, reassurance. And I could co-sign that. I think if... sorry i think if natalie was with a guy who wasn't like begging and fishing and demanding compliments that she wouldn't have seemed so annoying i also think she was nervous it was new she's paired up with this like really idiot frat boy piece of fuck boy piece of shit and she was just trying to kind of take him down a few notches um so they just they just were not i never saw it with them i never like honestly to me, Shane did not see ha- seem happy with Natalie. I felt that he was faking it for cameras when they met. And then he's like, oh, this is everything I wanted. And and he even his proposal, he said, will you marry me? Like, what? Like, everybody else has a lot more to say. And it's more romantic. And I personally, I never bought into the fact that Shane was in love with Natalie. I never bought into it. But at the same time, I think that that's kind of just Shane's style is to kind of... um just pretend like try to just seem tough and not really present his vulnerability as we're talking about his feelings that much or in depth but i never ever ever bought them as a couple maybe they fuck well together but that's not enough and they were obviously um they were not on the same page when it came to finances and even their lifestyles like natalie is not going to be partying all the time she drinks but you could tell like shane is probably um really hanging out with his friends all the time getting thrown out of bars just being a piece of shit and they just were not a good match like every single couple on this entire season so natalie decided not to marry shane because they had a fight 
the night before and Shane said that she's the worst thing that ever happened to him. <laughs> and he actually thought she was going to wipe him? Like, this is verbal abuse 101. We're not married and you are letting me know what is coming. What is in store for me? Lots of bullshit if I wife you. So Natalie and Deeps both were like, um, I'm smarter than this. I don't want this flaming hot piece of shit. I'm going to walk away. And Natalie is very pretty, accomplished, poised. Her dad is fucking amazing and incredible. And it's like, you see that? And it's like, that's why she's dope right that's what's sad about people who have shitty parents it's like i think that natalie is the product of her dope ass parents the parents on this show they've blown everybody away these parents were fucking phenomenal like while the cast was trash these parents just like they make you ball how invested and selfless and uplifting and encouraging they are towards their kids and you know, Natalie said her dad never made her feel bad. So she ain't going to be with a man who makes her feel bad. Amazing. Mind blowing. We're mind blown about that. Other people, we're so happy. Like men, just be decent fathers so that your daughters will not be with fuckboys like Shane. Shout out to Natalie's dad, her mom, and Natalie for knowing that Shane ain't it. She can do a million times better. And now it is time for Mallory and Salvador. Um, so at first, initially in the pods, I was feeling Salvador. I was like, he's not exactly hot not ugly he's you know little which isn't my preference but I just felt like he's sweet and has a heart of gold and he's gonna treat whoever he's with really well then cut to outside of the pods he seemed very jealous territorial in the pods he said he's not machismo but he's very machismo that's why he was so bothered by Mallory talking with Jarrett and I understand you don't want Mallory to be talking to Jarrett, considering Jarrett proposed to her. But then Salvador is sitting there crying, saying he wants to go home. And I was like, okay, dope. He's leaving. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't mind if he leaves because we've been done already seeing that Shayna took off. So, of course, I'm going to get to Shayna and Kyle, naturally. Um, but I thought that Salvador was great. And I honestly, I didn't even mind his his songs and his singing and his ukulele bullshit. I just thought, whatever, it's harmless. It's cute. He's putting in the effort. It wouldn't make me melt like Mallory would melt every single time that he would play some shit and sing a song like, bitch, aren't you from Chicago? Aren't there several artists in Chicago? Have you lived your whole life having never met a musician, never met anyone who plays the fucking guitar? Because she just acted like she ain't never seen anybody sing a song before. And it was just odd because that is such an awkward thing. And Salvador, he picked the right hoe to be singing to because she would just light up and think it's so romantic and beautiful. And it worked. It worked like a charm. Like he, Salvador is really, really into love bombing hardcore, but his actions don't really reflect that. He's not, he was never really all up on Mallory. He kind of just is chill even if he made dinner like he's not really 
um, telling her she's gorgeous, she's beautiful. He can't wait to marry her, have kids with her. He he wasn't really doing that when you think about it. He just kept getting in her face like, why was you talking to Jarrett? But why were you talking? Like, shut up already. Have some fucking confidence. And it must have been weird for um, Salvador, too, because he's this little, petite, bite-sized, pocket-sized man. And here comes Jarrett, big, buff, black guy. And that was intimidating for him. And I think Salvador, he's just a little too chill, way too soft-spoken, He'll maybe um, be affectionate, maybe sing you a fucking song every single day. But the adventure is not like an adventurous side. It's not with Salvador. It's when um, it's just like when Mallory and Salvador played Never Have I Ever. Like he ain't done nothing. And then Mallory has done like every single thing on the list. And I was like, no, 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 Salvador. He's a little too virginal for me. Um, and so you know, a few people said it and one person in particular said it online on Twitter. I could not agree more. Salvador was there for a record deal. Okay. Salvador was there to promote his music. And I didn't even piece that together, which is pretty sad. But if Salvador was genuine, then he wouldn't have been singing every single time he opened his mouth. Right. And he wouldn't have left Mallory at the altar. And you know, first and or, or most important, most importantly, sorry, tongue tied. And most importantly, Salvador wouldn't have been dating a bitch, ghosting a bitch, just to get on the show. Because Salvador had his hoe that he was seeing before he got on the show show up at his sister's house, all irate and furious and angry. Guess what I could tell y'all right now? I don't know where the sister of the people that I date live. I can tell you that right now. It's like, OMG. I can roll up on a guy's, um, on my ex-boyfriend's sister because I don't know where the hell she lives. I don't know where she stays at. So for her, for Salvador to be dating a bitch who actually has the address of his sisters because she's hung out with his sisters at their place that's not no drive-by hoe that was his girlfriend that he ghosted to get on the show and then it's like why was salvador even um what was i gonna say like i didn't know he was really out there in these streets like that like who was dating this this little pocket-sized man that's what i want to know and how serious were they for her to know where the um sister lives and somebody was saying like salvador is gonna just you know, get, get back together with the girl that he ghosted. It's like, yeah, but that's a little, that's a generous statement because you don't know if the girl that he ghosted wants to take him back. But, um, you know, Salvador, he was there for a record contract. He was there for followers, for visibility. And I just don't think he's the full package like that. Like, I'm not gonna see, I don't see Salvador being booked and busy when it comes to music. Like, like he sounds like everybody else essentially and his looks aren't especially um that unique so i just i'm sure he's gotten some type of um following from the show maybe but personally it's really really shady and dirty and messy to have a girlfriend dump her to get on the show and sing every time you open the open your mouth it's pathetic and um um, so I'm not into it. I'm not into Salvador. I'm also not into him like saying no at the altar and just 
but he's so like fake. He was like, I just want to talk to Mallory's family. It's like, no, you want to look good because you know that cameras are surrounding you. They're in front of you, behind you, and everywhere that you could see. So that's why you're pretending to want to talk to Mallory's family because you already know you wasn't going to see Mallory again. Because when Mallory sat there and it was so, so sad, it's like she was already rejected at the altar. And then when she sat there afterwards and she was like, oh, can we keep dating? He was like, um, I need a few days. Yeah, because he already has another hoe. He already has a hoe who fucking rolled up on his sisters. So um, Salvador, he's a snake, not into it. And um, he's too, like, you would just tell, like, he's a mama's boy and he kind of thinks he's so great and he should be with, like, a really great bitch. Well, Mallory was that great bitch. And I have to say good luck to him with whoever he's with because if he's that insecure, you could tell, like, a bitch is not supposed to make eye contact with a, with a man because he'll, like, freak out about it. I'm not into it. Fuck you, Salvador. And Mallory, you know that, guess what? You're better off without Jarrett. You're better off without Salvador. You are a hot bitch. I hope that you are out here thriving. Um, now let's get to Ayana and Jarrett. Um, before I get to Ayana and Jarrett, though, let me go ahead and dive into Shayna and Kyle. So Ayana and Jarrett were the very last couple um, on the finale. But I'm going to go ahead and rewind a little bit to Shayna and Kyle because I don't want to end with Shayna and Kyle, even though I was going in chronological order. So Ayana and, or sorry, Shayna and Kyle. So Shayna is Jessica 2.0 season two, and Kyle is Mark 2.0 season two. Now the problem here, as I've mentioned earlier, is that Shayna is a hot bitch. She's so hot that she loved to brag to the guys that she has a lot of Instagram followers, which guess what? That's emasculating to men. They don't care. They're not into it. Um, it's like she thought she was making herself look attractive by saying that, but it, it didn't work. And it's really sad because I think Shayna, I think she's a fun, cool girl that a lot of men would really, really adore. But she sold herself horribly in the pods, just really, really bad. She's like, I would do this. I would do that. She just seemed a little thirsty doing the most. Um, but anyways, I'm very upset, as I said, that they cast a Jessica 2.0. Shayna even got the drinking down. Shayna was always seen drinking. So she was just mimicking Jessica. And then instead of Mark, they got Kyle. I am sorry. Kyle dries my pussy right out. His ears are distracting. Before I said they were the size of my arms. That's not true. They're the size of my hands. And he's just not... I just, he has such a unique look. His voice though, insane. On a scale of one to 10, as far as sexiness, like his voice is at like an 18 on the sexy scale. His voice is great, but looks wise, hard no, hard no. And when I think about it, I didn't even know who the hell Kyle was as a person because all he did was say that he's an atheist. And outside of that, we didn't know what he liked to do for fun, what he was about, where he's from. Um, we knew nothing about him and whereas just, or sorry, whereas Shayna, she just let us know, like she's popular on the gram. She likes to fuck. We always saw her drinking and we at least know more about Shayna. We don't know shit about Kyle. So, um, with Shayna, like she is the worst actress. So when she met, um, when Shayna and, Kyle revealed themselves to each other. Shayna looked like she wanted to slice her wrists immediately. 
she looked so unhappy. Like she was just like, immediately, she's like, you know what? I just have to tell you, I don't know, you know, with you being an atheist and like, she let him know right then and there, I am not into you at all. I rather eat horrible things. I won't name them because I'll gross you guys out. But she's like, I rather eat, her vibe was like, I rather eat horrible things for the rest of my life than ever, ever have to kiss you, period, or do more than that, period. So Shayna just could not stand um, Kyle. And it was so funny when Shayna walked away, like you both walk in opposite directions after you uh, meet. When Shayna was walking back to her side, she looked so angry and sad and disgusted. And I was like, girl, you don't know how to smile. You don't know how to smile with your eyes. The bare minimum. If you're not going to be cheesing from ear to ear, bitch, smile with your damn eyes. But she looked tortured. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't blame her though. I can't blame her. Kyle don't do it for me either. So um, Shayna, she just kept on pretending that it was their you know, she's religious, he's not religious. And that's why she has to end things. And I don't respect it. I don't, I understand why she said that. I don't respect that she was lying, that she just wasn't forthcoming. Like, it's just not there. Like, it's like Shayna, can you imagine if Shayna was like, um, shake and every two seconds, she got to be announcing that she isn't into him physically. I mean, she, there's middle ground there. You could blame it on atheism or you could say, I'm just not feeling it, you know? And, um, I just think it was just pathetic that she kept on saying that it was atheism because guess what? She never once at any point said, I wonder if Shane is an, is religious. She was just like, I want Shane. I want Shane. I want Shane. I just can't get Shane out of my mind. I can't get him out of my mind. Oh my God. I can't, I, I, I can't stop thinking about it. So it's like, bitch, stop it. This was not about religion at all, but I love Shane's mom. <laughs> Shana. I love Shana's mom. I love her brother, I her dad. I love the whole vibe of her family, how much they were not on board. They were not on board and not co-signing her shit with Kyle. And I have to stand because you already know the men, whatever men that Shayna brought around her family, guess what? They didn't look like Kyle. They just didn't look like Kyle. So, you know, her mom's sitting there like acting like she doesn't know. Shayna's mom is looking at Shayna and Kyle, like, she don't know what planet she's on, but whatever is going on between them two, I'm about to break that shit up. And she just sitting there just all super chill, like, I know these cameras is capturing my face, so I'm just going to keep it cute for the cameras. <laughs> but Shayna's mom was so checked out, and it was so funny to me. Just her whole vibe was like, I'm not into this, but I'm going to pretend. I'm going to pretend that it's okay. You know, once they cut them cameras as Shayna's mom straight up put her daughter in a literal chokehold and said, look, you, we disown you. If you think that you are going to marry this little munchkin, we, you're not, you're not a part of the family. So um, shout out to Shayna's mom for being um, a real one and keeping it 100 and not, not choosing to just pretend to be into Kyle because she's on a TV show. So now I'm going to go ahead and move along to Ayana and Jarrett. So it seems like what I've seen online, the world has fallen in love with Ayana. Um, something that I really did not enjoy about Love is Blind season two is everybody immediately wanted to open up about getting sexually assaulted and everything that they've been through just immediately. And I don't, 
I don't think you need to just be telling a motherfucker all that shit from the jump, fresh out the gate, um, that you didn't even see before. I know you're in a pods and you could get really deep. You're not seeing them. There's just this wall. But everybody was coming in real, real heavy. I lost 70 pounds. I lost 80 pounds. I used to be the, like, just stop. Just talk talk to people a little bit more like Shayna about how often you want to fuck. Like, you know, I just thought it was a lot because you have to always be very, very careful with what you tell people early on. They judge you on it. They decide, um, they determine how much they could get away with with you, how, you know, much or how little they can get away with, what you are likely to tolerate, um, what they could get from you. And you just sometimes reveal your skeletons and all that, not immediately, not up front. Um, and so I just didn't really like it. I didn't really like how heavy everybody got. On the one hand, I think it's great for viewers who've been through similar hardships and situations to see how well adjusted and evolved someone like Ayana is. But on the other hand, bitch, I, I think it's good to kind of just wait. Just, I hope viewers watch this and, and think, let me wait before I tell somebody about the horrible things that I've been through. So I do think Ayana has a great personality considering um, her upbringing was just a little shaky with her, her natural biological parents and, and things like that. And yeah, that would, that resilience would really draw me to someone as well as it did with Jarrett. But um, Ayana, I think she's way too antisocial. She, um, I think she jokes excessively I think she's adorable, just like everybody else. I think she's cute like everybody else. But I think she just does the, um, like, cutesy, baby voice, super innocent shtick too often. I think she needs to be more adult, seem more like an adult more often. But it's like her typical mode, um, her typical, the, the way that she typically speaks and interacts with Jarrett is like she's like a 12-year-old girl who hasn't had her first kiss when ayana said that she's scared for her cervix that was hysterical to me um because she's so little and i don't understand why ayana said she wanted to wait until she's married to have sex with jared um y'all are getting married soon so just fuck already like really like i don't understand that um i i just i think it was dumb i don't know i've just I get a little unhinged, <laughs> you know, whenever I hear somebody talking about they, somebody who is in a virgin talking about they go, they want to wait until marriage. I'm like, why? Because I'm not getting married to anybody that I didn't test drive first. Fuck out of here. Okay. Um, and Jared was just dope. He just went along with it. And I think they're a hundred percent mismatch. Like a lot of viewers are, are here for Ayana and, Jared, but you got to be here for Ayana and Jared compared to Daniel and Nick, the only other couple that got married. It's like of the two, of course, Ayana and Jared are better um, or a better couple than Daniel and Nick, but Ayana don't want to go out. Ayana wants to be a homebody. She wants to be antisocial. Even when they're out, she wants to sit in the corner, not participate in games and shit. That's not my type of bitch. And it's not Jared's type of bitch because Jared is so turned up. He's so personable, so outgoing, so um, friendly like he is and social and he has to change his entire life and be home in bed to cuddle with his little tiny little petite spinner wife. That's boring. 
and that, and that's not compatibility. So yeah, they're cute together. They could have a great relationship, but I don't think that Jarrett should have to turn like change or he should have to stop doing everything he wants to do. And it seems like Ayana doesn't want to compromise on that. It seems like Ayana is upset if he wants to stay out late. And honestly, it's like, she's very insecure and it's like, he can never prove to her that he's over Mallory and he is over Mallory because a lot of men are like Jarrett where when they're rejected, that person is dead to them. And Jarrett did not like that Mallory rejected him. And then he pulled, he fully shifted all of his energy and effort into Ayana in his mind. You could just tell that he's very over Mallory that is done. So I feel that Ayana is always going to bring up that she's second choice. And she's always going to be like, I don't feel comfortable because I'm your second choice. And that's so it's such a turnoff. It's like, okay, well, I'll prove to you that you're my second choice. Let me go out here and do my thing. Um, I don't like them together, as I said. And for the reasons I just mentioned, Ayana's fucking annoying. She jokes too much. She does a baby voice too often. She's boring as fuck. Ayana, you're dope. You're cute. She's too much of a, a plain Jane, too. She's gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. And she looks so beautiful at her wedding. And it's like, oh, I wish she had like a um, more of a rich color for her lipstick. I wish that she had um, darker blush. Um, a pop and eyeshadow because she is a beautiful, beautiful woman. But I wish she would just put in the effort to like get glam more, you know, just a little more glam because you she's already working with some great features, some great hair that works with her. Just glam it up a little bit more, bitch. But, um, you know, I personally see Jarrett and Ayana being together for a while, just really trying to make it work, but I don't really see much happiness 10 years down the road. Whereas with Danielle and Nick, I don't even see happiness 10 minutes down the road because they shouldn't be together. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not into Ayana and Jarrett. And it's like, just because they're two nice people who've joined forces in a union doesn't mean that they should be together. And I feel that people are rooting for them because they like who, Ayana is individually and like who Jared is individually, but that doesn't mean shit. It doesn't make them a good couple. It does. That's just not how it works. You like them as people, but I don't, I don't like them together. I don't because I, I only would like them together if Ayana decide to step out of her comfort zone more and decide to not try to keep Jared away from the people and the things that he loves, because that's only going to make him resent her if he can't ever be out whether it's a weekday or weekend, Jared is still young. And guess what? Like people slow it down as I get older. So, you know, Ayana could just sit there and stick it out, let him have his fun without trying to have him just at home, really bored with her. Um, and so I hope on the reunion that's coming out on Friday, this Friday, March 4th, I would love if somebody asked like, how's the sex? <laughs> Nicole Jair Vanessa asked that question because, you know, they waited, they waited until marriage. Whereas Danielle and Nick, they was out here, you know, um, fucking like it's the apocalypse. And that was the problem too. It's like, okay, Nick, you got this girl who's just, I guess a bit of a freak or whatever, but at what cost, at what cost? She is so, Danielle is such a nightmare. It's like, I think you're better off dating a bitch who just like, um, she's not a freak and she's not even into sex like that, but she's not going to make you want to kill yourself. But you managed to get a girl who is just, I don't care what type of um, physical connection they have, that ain't worth it. It's not worth the stress. 
Um, so yeah, the reunion is coming out on March 4th. And I just saw an article where um, Shake said that he is not sorry for how he um, behaved on the show and, and the comments that he made about Deep. So at least he's consistent. And I think he's just such a prideful person with so much ego that even if he were sorry, he's not going to say so. Um, I, I believe him, though. I don't believe that he's sorry at all. I think he's proud of himself that he let the world know he didn't find someone attractive um, over and over. But it, even if he does have regrets, he's not the type. He's just not going to he's not going to let us know. He just isn't. And he also um, apparently is a jerk and, quote unquote, the villain in the reunion. Um, that's a huge non-shocker. I will be watching the reunion, but I do not anticipate that I will be reviewing it because what is there to review, really? They're all going to say what they want to say um, or they're all going to update us on their lives. And, and that speaks for itself, especially after the reunion airs. You could then go to their Instagrams and get the real tea because, you know, with these shows, they can't post their significant other if they're in another relationship or anything that's going on that would tip off viewers to where they're at now. So after the reunion airs, if you want have any more questions that you want answers to about the cast, you just go to their fucking social media and see what they chose to share with us. So um, yeah, I don't really think I'll be speaking on the reunion. And as far as I know, I just typed out the names of each couple. That is the extent of my notes for this episode. It was all improv and I hope that I've covered everything. My predictions, though, I guess I could go ahead and do that. Um, as far as what happened with these couples from the time of their um, weddings, planned weddings to today, I I heard that Danielle and Nick are still together and that Danielle seems very happy. Um, vomit. Um, I just, they need to split ASAP and Danielle needs like very, very intense therapy and maybe Nick does too, but I just, they make me very uncomfortable if they're still together. So my predictions are, I would think that they've split, but if people have spoilers and saying they're together, I'm not 100% surprised by that. There was so much trauma bonding on the show, so much extreme codependency that I wouldn't be surprised if they were just holding on to each other just to, so that they wouldn't be alone. As far as Deeps and Shake, obviously there's no reason why they would have any type of remotely friendly type of um, friendship or relationship or correspondence. As far as Natalie and Shane, I think hopefully both of them are with other people, but I heard that Shane is with Shayna. So I ship it. I co-sign it. They're both, you know, assholes. I think they'd be a good pair and I don't care, but I think, I hope that Natalie is with somebody else or just having fun. Um, Solo Mallory and Salvador, they're, they ain't talking still because Salvador had to run and hurry back with his his girlfriend that he was with before the show so and he did say he needs some days to think about if they, he still wants to date so they're over um hopefully mallory is with someone else and then as far as shana and kyle we already know the bitch has him blocked possibly is thinking about you know having a restraining order or i know i would i'm gonna speak for myself so we already know that um shana and kyle that ain't it and they have nothing going on as far as corresponding with each other and then ayana and jared i think are still very much together and hopefully 
Jared has adjusted his lifestyle or Ayana has learned to compromise more. They're cute. I would love it if they made it, but I do think they need a lot of couples therapy and a lot of compromises because they are so incredibly different um, that I think they need to try to remember not to change just to understand who they're with a little bit more. So I hope that you enjoyed or at least were able to endure these Love is Blind episodes. I'm going to go ahead and see if I have it in me to record about the Tinder swindler. Um, So yeah, I'm going to be putting these episodes out pretty close to each other, either these two tomorrow on the same day or, you know, I'll space it out across the next few days. So keep on checking your feed and make sure you're subscribed. I will talk to you soon.